131 of Frameskip, a video game podcast. I'm your host yet again this evening, three for three. Look at me, hat trick, hat trick George over here. And I'm joined by two of my favorite people to discuss the ongoings and the goings ons of video games. We've got the man who puts the hot in hot Lana, Austin. Austin, how's it going? Can we get some other host in here, George? Like, can it not be you three weeks in a row? Get your dirty hands off my show. No, I was fucking born for the limelight, born for the microphone. Okay. Okay. You got like, you got, you, you're in Atlanta, you got popsicle juice all over your fingers. Keep your little juicy fingers off my show. Dude, it's so hot down here. It's so hot down here. It's been like high 90s and just, it's obnoxious. It's really bad. Disgusting. Yeah. I, I walk outside and it's like 82 and I'm like, oh. Ridiculous. Don't ever come down That's here in like, July or August, is what I will tell you. Noted. Cool 68 here every day. It's great. Dude. Until it's until it's negative 68, and then it's yeah. not great. That's true. That's true. That, that that other voice you heard, that is the man who puts the papa in PA. Seth. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I, I vast I was a little late today. It was a little late today. I vastly underestimated um, my time today. I'm still getting used to that puppy life. Uh, so I had to take care of the dog a little bit longer than I anticipated. But I'm here. I'm ready for a big, fat, stinky pod. I'm going to drop a big, fat, stinky pod on you. Notably, Seth Light, no apology. No apology whatsoever. Why would I apologize for being late to my own show? <laughs> Because this week it's my show, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? When you're the host, you can you can show up five minutes before the fucking concert. You don't have to do a, a sound check with the band. You know, you don't have to go over the set list when you're the host. But uh, I like yeah, to run a pretty tight I'd... ship. So uh, shape up or ship out. I was just thinking like Gene Simmons probably didn't apologize for being late. So why would I, you know? Same caliber of talent. Band, so. Same caliber of talent right there. <laughs> exactly. Same caliber. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mercury, uh, you know. Can I just say, by the way, it sucks going to a concert and the the um, you know person performing showing up considerably late. I went to a concert back in 2018. Uh, it was a baby metal concert, and the opener played, and then baby metal didn't come out for like an hour and a half. And <laughs> you guys were just sitting there. <laughs> it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty sweet though. They're just like we're gonna make them wait. Yep, they're already here. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Um, here's a weird thing about me though: is that I absolutely abhor and hate live music. I cannot stand it. It's the weird. It's a weird thing. I know everyone loves live music. I do not. I think it's terrible. I hate it. The dying passion. I hate concerts i love going to a restaurant or a bar or something if there's like a live band playing music i think that's awesome i just generally don't like concerts because it's either like the the band is playing shit that sounds exactly like the album in which case like man i bought this cd i bought this vinyl why the fuck am i here listening to you better like, sound quality 60 bucks yeah i i can actually hear what people are saying and like no one's fucking sneezed on me 
uh, at home with the vinyl. I could just smoke certain types of plants and stare at my ceiling. It's really nice. Uh, and Or, you know, you show up and it's just like, wow, these guys are wasted. They sound awful. Why did I pay 60 bucks for this? That's like the, the, the twos. The only good concerts, under $15. Only ones I'm like really happy with. Mm. Yeah, I uh, it's just... saw, saw Matt, Matt and Kim for 10 bucks. Incredible concert. Amazing. I saw Bon Jovi in the big giant New Jersey stadium, and they were surprisingly the best band I ever saw live. And I don't even like Bon Jovi. Um, I saw like Three Days Grace and Breaking Benjamin a ton of times, Tool, um, Good Charlotte, like all kinds of stuff. My my one ex-girlfriend loved to see bands. And I was like, every time, like this is like really long. I got other stuff to do. <laughs> I could just listen to the album if I wanted to with better sound quality. So I don't know. I just wasn't. I've got I'm not, no, I'm not, not a concert. Person. No, I, I love no, paying thirty five dollars for parking and then eleven dollars for hot dogs. This is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> this is sick. I've gotten to where I like them more as I'm older, but I think the thing is, I never really went to them until like the past four or five years. So, but I will say this: I'm going to see. I guess you could consider this a concert. I'm going to see the Sonic the Hedgehog Symphony in Atlanta in December. I'm very much so looking forward to that. I looking like forward to hearing got... Live and Learn live. Looking forward to that. I feel like you've always got like wild stuff going on in Atlanta. Like you're always going to some like video game concert or, or like some Zelda orchestra or something. There's a lot going some, on some, here. Yeah. Yeah, popping city. It is. Um yeah, you've but... gone to Zelda Live Symphony, you've gone to Final Fantasy Live Symphony? No, we went to the I haven't been to the Final Fantasy one. We went to the Kingdom Hearts one a couple years ago. Okay, okay. Uh, mostly Simple for mostly for Andy, because I'm not a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, but Andy loves it. it wasn't so that good. Andy said it wasn't that good. <laughs> Just yeah, like they the were, games. they were like Ew. slightly out of tune, <laughs> and they messed up a couple times, and it was like very obvious. So I'm hoping well, that the Sonic Symphony is a little better. Yeah, they they were out of tune because they were all time traveling different dimensions. That's, That's I mean, right. How can you how can, how can you sync up with that? That's right. And none of their stories make sense. Yep. I hate Kingdom Hearts. Dude, I'm so pumped for Kingdom Hearts 4. I'm just kidding. I, I'm I waited not, my I'm whole life for Kingdom Hearts 3, and it was a disappointment. Any, anything else we want to get off our chest before we get into the, the, the show of our show? No. I think I might be diabetic. What? Oh. <laughs> Where did that come from? That is a big yeah, thing to get off your chest, Seth. Huh? You want to talk about it? Uh, no, I just... So, like... um. I had this this weird like uh, toilet scum that would pop up every couple days, and I looked it up, and the top result was like someone in your house may be diabetic, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so I made the doctor's what? appointment. Yeah, and um, I was I looked up like the other symptoms of it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so it's tough though. That's tough though because like the symptoms are so generic. It's like, oh, like are you tired? Are you fatigued? It's like, yeah, man, of course I'm tired. Oh, do you get like random joint pains? It's like, yeah, I stand up at my job all day. Like, of course I do. It's like, oh, you either have the common cold or I don't know, space Ebola. Like, it's always like the the most common thing or the most like preposterous thing it could possibly like be. Brain cancer. <laughs> you have a stage yeah. four brain cancer uh, if you get fatigued during the middle of the day. No, but the 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 toilet bowl scum is like that's the one that's like doesn't really share much with anything else. And it's not like, like you know, it, it, I was like cleaning it like every two or three days and it would p- come back pretty quickly. 
so what it is is like the sugar in someone's urine like molds in the toilet and yeah, this is and interesting like, i've never heard of this oh lord i've heard of like a like a weird smell pee can indicate diabetes um yeah. when was the last time you had a doctor like a checkup uh not that long ago but it's not like i was ever like hey man can we check my blood glucose i think i might have diabetes <laughs> Well, they should do that in just like a normal blood work. The last the last time I got blood work done was like 15 years ago. So. Oh, dude, you got to get it yearly. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm look at me. Do I look like someone that needs blood work yearly? I, I, I don't I know, Gene Simmons. Do you? <laughs> you're, you're a human being. So I want to go ahead and say, yeah, you do look like someone. Nah, needs I, mean, I don't know. For the longest time, I didn't even go to the doctor. And I went to the emergency room a couple of times, but I didn't go to the doctor because I didn't have any health insurance until I got my current job. Well, so I was like, I'm not going to the doctor. I'll say yeah. this. Most health insurance, at least for an annual physical, is no charge. So I'd highly recommend doing it and getting blood work on yeah. a yearly basis. Yeah. Well, yeah, my, my, work, my, work, my work actually encourages us to go get physicals and, um, and every year. In fact, we uh, get a massive break on our insurance if we go get our physicals and blood work done every year. Nice. Um, but I don't do it. <laughs> you should. I don't, don't want to like, like bring the podcast on. You should. You should probably do it. I don't like needles, man. They're scary. Who the fuck likes needles, Seth? Nobody likes needles. Heroin like, addicts like needles. Like, oh, I, don't like, I don't like speaking in front of people. It's like no one does. No one does. They don't even like needles. They like heroin. It's different. No. Do you think there's got to be somebody that smoke it? You fucking idiot. There's got to be somebody that goes to the doctor for their physical, and they're just like, "All right, all right, doc, I'm ready. Just shoot him. Draw that blood, baby. Let's go. Lay it in there. (laughs) No, we don't. We don't shoot you up. You shoot up the vial. Like it's a reverse shoot up. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. (laughs) There's those. There's acupuncture people. Drain it. I don't even think they like needles. Like you usually don't look at it because it probably freaks you the fuck out. There's an acupuncturist near me, and it's someone who I went to high school with. I've thought about hitting them up, but but anyway, I got I got a doctor's appointment Friday morning because I was like, "Mm, I should probably look into this. I do enjoy um, a zebra cake or two and some Dairy Queen ice cream here and there, as in a lot. So um, I should probably get into that. I was doing really good. If you guys remember, I lost like a massive amount of weight and then I got happy and, and, and gained it all back. I stopped hating myself. Well, good news is if it's, if, if you do have diabetes, it sounds like it, it would be type two, right? Which is like caused by diet, which like is something I, I'm like pretty sure you can reverse just with exercise and, and healthy diet as long as you, yeah. you know, stay on top of it and maintain it for a while. Um, also, like the I've been talking about this with my therapist a bunch, where like I have this um this really bad acid reflux where I will feel like I'm dying and like I've convinced myself that like I have a heart condition. I've been to the doctor mm. several times and I'm like, no, you have really low cholesterol. No, like you have pretty good this. It's like, yeah, your VO2 is a little low, but you're a smoker. Like that's why that's a little low. Um But I like talked to like my therapist. I was like, yeah, I keep trying to like remind myself it's like, dude, you're 33 now. And, like, you take generally good care of yourself. You smoke, but you, and you shouldn't. But, like, you exercise every day. You know, you try to watch your diet every day. And, like, look at, not Gene Simmons, but, like, look at Keith Richards. Like, look at the way he abuses the shit out of his butt. Like, he's still around. Like, that dude has forgotten more about cocaine than your nose will ever know. And so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the human body is 
weird and fragile, but also pretty resilient. And so I, I'm, I'm proud of you for scheduling an appointment. Most people would be too scared to do that and just go on living their life until something became permanent or irreversible. Well, I like I have like pretty strong like willpower once I set my mind to something. Like I used to fast for three days at a time just to lose weight. And most people can't do that. That's how I lost a lot of weight really quick. And it wasn't like I was like anorexic. I was just like, yeah, I could I could save three thousand calories today if I just didn't eat. So that's what I would do. Um, and I think I think it, I'm just like I was also kind of used to it from like wrestling where I wouldn't eat for a week um, to cut fifteen pounds in a week as a thirteen year old. So hey, abolish fuck? weight cutting you, in high school. Did you like cut off your calf muscle? How'd you do that? No, did you, have, you never heard of like high school weight cutting? It's like brutal. It's terrible for people. That's why like a lot of times wrestlers are short because their height is stunted because they do not eat. They like wrestlers will starve themselves well, of, I, I, of I, I, food and water for like, know, a week. I don't know. I don't know. Fifteen pounds was like oh my god. The they could shift Dude, that's, in a week. That's ridiculous. That's, that's almost that's almost like typical. I mean, if you yeah. Because like, because like again, they won't drink water either. They'll like dehydrate themselves, and people go really crazy with it. Like, they'll take laxatives. They'll throw up. They'll do anything they can to get like excess water out of their out of their body. Oh, it's terrible. Weight weight cutting needs to stop in high, in high school wrestling and middle school wrestling because it happens in middle school wrestling as well. It's Especially really like you said at that age when you're still growing. Yeah, I mean. It's frankly, why, like, you shouldn't really do it at all, but not, even later in life, I mean, at least it's not going to cause like permanent growth problems if you're already full grown at that point. Yeah. Um, and then like professionals like MMA fighters, they'll, they'll sometimes cut like 40, 30 pounds to make a fight. And it's like they're, they're already in shape They're but they're then they're cutting down like weight. Like some of these guys get on the scale looking like a zombie. Um, but that's why like all wrestlers like that have done it for a long time, have like a very similar like frame and physique. You can kind of look at them and be like, you look a little, you look a little dwarfish buddy. And then that's why. Then they that's don't fun... eat or drink for a week. And it's like, Oh, you're also looking a little peckish. Look at that peckish and dwarfish. <laughs> look at you. Yeah. All the Hardest sport. Man, speaking of that, uh, we're about to jump into what we've been doing lately. I have really only been playing Hot Wheels Unleashed games. Awesome. It is very much the spiritual successor to Burnout Paradise, I've, I've come to realize, mm. where there's no open world, but there is like a, a map, basically. And that map layout is ostensibly just the, the map from Burnout Paradise. And you just do time trials or races in the, in the campaign. And then uh, when you go online, um, I think there's typically two tracks that are from the game. And they try to put it like, oh, here's a short track, here's a medium track. And then there's a whole bunch of highly rated user generated maps that fill in the others. And they're usually crazy and some of them don't make sense. And they're absolutely infuriating and make you want to rip your fucking hair out. But uh, it, incredibly fun game. If you're looking for an arcade racer, I can only assume that this one's going to tank in price with the sequel coming out in a few weeks. Uh, but really been enjoying that lately. And um I don't want to say like an easy platinum because I'm still trying to figure out how I'm supposed to do it, but um, a little bit of fun. But more importantly, what I did this week, I watched so many old Summer Slams, and I don't want to be that guy who's like yelling at clouds. I don't want to be that guy who's like things were better when I was younger. But you guys, wrestling might have been better when I was younger. I watched SummerSlam oh, 2002, yeah. and it was like Brock Lesnar taking out The Rock. It was. Triple H against Shawn Michaels. It was Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. 
every match was an absolute banger. And I wonder if one of the things that really messed with wrestling was HD cameras. Hmm. Maybe you could see you could see that like the high frame rate. I wonder. I also think that they were way more sacrificial with their bodies back then, and they were willing they to were. do some crazy stuff. That's but like almost I, undeniable, I though. Yeah, like you watch I can't control the, that. You I watch like The Rock it. versus Mankind when he like handcuffed McFoley's hands behind his back and hit him like 17 times with a chair in the head. And that was all like, hey, McFoley, like being like, hey, do this. Give really give it to me. Like, you watch The Rock talk about it. And the Rock's like, I think I went a little too much. <laughs> and and um, McFoley talks like about like getting knocked out cold by The Undertaker in the middle of the ring and stuff. Um, but you're, I think you're undeniably right that wrestling was better back in the day. And I'm not really sure. Like a lot of people would attribute that to like the PG era. But I think it was more of a, I think it's more of like a, like a character thing. Like the yeah. characters were just better. I back think it then. was creative. I think it was more the creative back then. The, that team was just so, so good back then compared to now. And I, I, it's still fun now. I mean, it's still fun to watch, but it's, it's just different. So and that was also a really special era too, though, because I like I'm not into 80s wrestling and like early 90s wrestling. What I think is like really special about like the, like 2002, right? You got these the three massive yeah. wrestling companies that all converged, and you got like the best of each company. So you really had like a massive amount of superstars coming together and like getting these dream matchups. Like Rey Mysterio was was a WCW guy, you know Booker T, WCW guy. Um, Rob Van Dam was an ECW guy. So this is crazy because like I know so much about wrestling, but I don't even watch it anymore. Um, but I just think like 2002 to 2000, like what eight really special era in wrestling. Of like the night, like I watch when I can't decide what to fall asleep to, I will like very, very commonly throw on like Royal Rumble '99, yeah. or like WrestleMania '98, just because it's fucking ridiculous. That stuff is so preposterous. And I, I keep seeing clips just because, like, I keep looking up old wrestling things on, on YouTube. And, like, this this came out of nowhere. I think I told you guys that, like, Aaliyah pointed out that I got really interested in wrestling once the Celtics were eliminated from the playoffs. Like, that's when I started, like, watching Raw every week. Yeah. That's when I started watching, like, SmackDown every week. And, like, oh, yeah, oh, Payback, that's September 2nd. Can't wait for that pay-per-view event. Like, that's when I, like, started, like, learning all that stuff. So I think uh, once football comes in, I'm really interested to see what's happening in my life. Like if I still have the, the space for this other, like this entertainment competitive sport as opposed to like a, a genuine competitive sport. But man, if you guys have Peacock, just just throw on Royal Rumble 99 sometime. That, that shit is so good. Royal Rumble 99 is an interesting. Yeah, it's Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels, Undertaker versus Kane. Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie defeated the New Age Outlaws. The Rock defeated Ken Shamrock. Triple H defeated Owen Hart. Wow, what an interesting lineup. Well, Cactus Jack, that was that's McFoley, McFoley, right? That was yep. uh, yeah, that's That was his like hardcore like persona. Cactus Jack was like his I don't mess around anymore type persona. How is that possible? Because as mankind, he had a leather mask and he had like a talking sock puppet. How how is that like? How is there one more hardcore than that? Because mankind was just the crazy one. Cactus Jack was like, I love violence. I'm a big fan of the uh, 
the wrestlers that have like alternate personas like that for a long time when i got into wrestling like when i was in my early years in college finn balor was one of my favorites because of his whole like demon demon thing that he like changed into or whatever it's pretty cool i don't know it's a a neat idea he's still making noise man he's he's running judgment day right now on on raw and he keeps uh keeps challenging cody Rhodes. i think they're gonna have some some words with each other at, at payback very nice Lots of drama going on right now with Finn <laughs> Balor. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but hey, that's enough about... Oh, also, I've caught up... I think... I can't remember if I shared this last week. I caught up on all the Superman comics. Did we talk about this? About how, like, the difference between a Batman oh shit moment and a Superman oh shit moment is, like, why I'm, like, more of a Superman fan now. Because, like, the Batman oh shit moment is, like, incredibly badass, but the Superman is incredibly inspiring. And I just need, mm. like, a, a little more hope in my in my content. Did we talk about yes. that here? I don't think so. Um, okay. no, I don't think so. Okay. But yeah, that's, that's all I've been up to. Awesome. What, what about you? What, what, what have you been messing around with lately? Um, honest, honestly, just more Final Fantasy 14. I know this is week three of yeah. mentioning this on the show, but yeah, that's really all I've been playing. I, um, I haven't done a whole lot more. Seth and I played quite a bit last week. We played, did some dungeons, did some fun stuff. Thanks for the fucking, thanks for the text, guys. Thanks for the heads up. That's cool. Did you even install it yet? I did. Yeah, sure did. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's play. Let's did play. you start it yet? I told you, I got like 10 hours into it. Oh, so you're just going to use the same character? Yeah, I don't, I don't see the difference. Okay. No, well, there's not. <laughs> I, just, no. it, I figured maybe, maybe you'd be like confused and want to start over and like, you know, go through the motions again, but... How can I be confused? I got two gurus of the craft with me. I got two, like... Well, it, well, it depends on the character. The, the, what, what class is it, George? Uh, arch, archer. Okay. Archer. Ar- archer. Have you that ever, is a class I know nothing about. Uh, neither do I. I'll roll a new character. Andy does. Andy, that's the class Andy character. uses. You don't no, have to roll cool. I'm not going to the movies this weekend, so I got I got both days of my weekends for me, and I'm not going to do shit. I might actually, I'm going to do something I haven't done in a minute. I'm going to buy a two liter of Mountain Dew and uh, a bag of goldfish. And Dude, I, you saying no, that would be flavor blasted. Flavor blasted for sure. I can't believe how old I am. <laughs> me saying that made your what? Made my stomach hurt. Like, like I just like felt like the, the indigestion. I haven't had soda in like months. I just can't believe that that's where I'm at in my life. Well, I mean, maybe you're not diabetic if that's how you feel, or maybe you are diabetic <laughs> if that's how you feel. I don't, I don't actually. Don't miss your doctor's appointment on Friday. Is the point? Um, yeah, I was trying to think Sorry, of what Final all. Final Fantasy 14. Any, any new insights? No, nothing really. I mean, I'm progressing further with the post patch content, but trying to learn a little more about like the original story so i've been watching a few more like uh lore videos and stuff and i want to buy seth and i were talking last week as we were playing there are a series of final fantasy 14 like encyclopedia books that talk about the world and like everything that happened in the world and i want to buy the first first one i I think there are three so i want to buy that and like read through it because the one thing i'll say about final fantasy 14 is it's very complicated plot wise like there's a lot going on just it's a very expansive world um there's just a lot to keep up with if you really want to get the most of it so uh, i want to really expose myself like more and more to what what happened in that world but so 
be careful because yeah. you're not supposed to find out some of the stuff until you get further on in the story is what I'll say because yeah. some, of, some of the stuff, especially at like the end of uh, Shadowbringers and in Endwalker and I think I think towards the end of the Heavensward patches as well is like very groundbreaking like like revelations as to why the world is the way it is. Um, but the thing that you're talking about that I love about 14 is that it's all optional. You don't have yeah. to care about any of that stuff, but they, they put it there in case like, Hey, if you're a fan of this world, you can dive deeper and see that like, there's a lot more going on here behind the scenes. Yeah. There's a lot of really, really cool stuff. You know, like you said, behind the scenes that is just side plot that you can dig into further if you want, but yeah, there's, there's some cool stuff going on. So I think the, the last thing I did story wise, I just did the anti tower which is like the the dungeon that Matoya gives you that's this dungeon like full of frogs and stuff these like frog magicians it's a it's a really cool dungeon so and there's a big plot development right after that which is super interesting but that's all I've been doing George nothing really else on my end can I can I ask I'm sure we talked about this before, but it's been, like you said, three weeks of you just being obsessed with Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Why Final Fantasy XIV over sixteen? I don't know, George, to be honest with you. I think playing sixteen just... There's so much in sixteen that is pulled from fourteen. There's a lot of stuff that... Especially those boss fights, man. A lot of the, the moves and straight up like the attacks that those bosses have are literally literally ripped from the trials in 14 the primals in 14 and just there were more and more little things in the game that kept making me think like man i really want to go back to 14 right now and so i still i want to go back to 16 at some point i hate that i jumped away from it like mid-game i think i'm like 60 percent through because i was loving it but um I don't know. I, I mentioned this on a podcast before. Maybe I have ADD or something because I feel like all constantly I'm like jumping between games and I never finish them. So I don't know. Maybe that's just the adult way. I'm not sure. <laughs> Seth, what about you? What have you been up to since uh, we last spoke? Not a whole lot. I've been playing like like Austin Final Fantasy 14 when I can. Um not playing it as much as I would like to, though. I, I, my my schedule's been really getting in my way. Like I, I took off um, all last week, like I said, and I, I feel like I barely got to play anything. I've just been busy. All, all there's always something going on, whether it's you know um, like appointments or work or like, you know anything. Um, so that's 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 annoying. But yeah, getting back in the groove of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, Almost done with Endwalker. I have maybe 20 more missions to go um, before I'm done with the base game. And it's getting really crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, time out. You said you're almost done with Endwalker, and then you followed up by saying you got 20 more missions to go. So how, yeah. how long are these missions? In the typically? grand scheme of things, George, that's like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, how, much, how, much, how, much, how much hours time is that? I don't know. Um, some of the missions are only like, you know, a couple minutes long because they're like, oh, go to go to this guy and talk to this guy. And and the most of the main story stuff is like um, pretty dialogue heavy, like and then, you know, go kill something and come back and get more story type of thing. Um, 
So it, they're, they're, it, it's not a whole lot of time um, for for that. I can probably beat it these next two days if I really wanted to and really buckled down. But uh, yeah, I haven't been doing a whole lot else other than that. Just taking care of my my new dog. Um, I did. I fixed some some projects on the house that I've been, I've been wanting to do. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, you guys want to jump into our main topic then, or do you want to uh, any any parting words about uh, about no. our weeks? Nothing really. You should get in Final Fantasy fourteen, George. That's what. I, that's my point. Yeah. word. Dude, this is going to be the Final okay. Fantasy fourteen podcast if Seth or I host it. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> that's fucking tight. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm a bad host. I didn't pull up like a specific news article to cite stuff, but basically, um, Red Dead Redemption is coming to PlayStation Four and Nintendo Switch, and it's not an HD remake. It is literally just a, a straight up port. It is. The game without any touch-ups, no frame rate fixes, no uh, upgraded textures, no online support, nothing like that. It is just the bare bones strip. Like I said, it's a port of the game coming to modern consoles. Of course, this is not coming to Xbox One because you don't need it on Xbox One because Red Dead Redemption is backwards compatible on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Series S, everything in the uh, the modern xbox ecosystem and even they get upgraded textures they get upgraded frame rates so uh i compiled a list of a whole bunch of games and i want to know what you guys would be willing to pay for because the most ridiculous thing about reddit redemption is it is actually coming out um ten dollars cheaper than the original but it is coming out at 49.99 for modern consoles and you could get the game I think for 30 on Xbox and get a better experience, you're buying the 360 copy, which is then uh, upgraded via software. Um, and we we all laughed about this because we were like, man, 50 bucks for this game, that's fucking preposterous. But mm-hmm. I want to know ridiculous. how much you guys are willing to spend on some other games. Now, I went back, I rated the PS3 and the GameCube were the, the two systems I focused on heavily just because original Xbox games the big ones that you want are playable on on Series X. Um, a lot of the PlayStation 2 games, not all of them, obviously, playable on on modern consoles. And it's tough, because a lot of these games have been remastered. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I love the shit out of Arkham Asylum. Oh, wait, that game's been remastered. Oh, yeah, Bioshock yeah. Infinite. I love that. Oh, wait, that one's been remastered, too. So a whole bunch of like the big heavy hitters are, are already off the table, because they're already available. And they're usually pretty cheap. So I did my best to find... Um, games that haven't been ported yet, haven't been HD remastered yet. And let's just go through. Um, I'm going to set a range. You can pay at most $50 and at a minimum, what do you think, 10 bucks? Is that fair? Yeah. 14 bucks? 15 bucks? Yeah, I think. All right. I'd say 10. All right. Um, first one on the docket. Let's do let's do two. Uh, Little Big Planet One, Little Big Planet Two. Seth, how much are you willing to pay for Little Big Planet One, Little Big Planet Two? As like a dual pack? No, individually. Oof. Oh, uh, individually, uh, ten dollars each. I was never a big fan of those games. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe twenty bucks each. I think that's the right answer. Yeah. Um, just because those games are here, but also like I'm assuming that there wouldn't be any online functionality whatsoever 
and that is a majority of the game. Yeah, was all the UGC shit that would come along with it. Uh, Kill Zones one, two, and three. I'm gonna go ahead because this was remastered as the Kill Zone Collection. I'm gonna count that as all one package. How much did you pay for the Kill Zone Collection on PlayStation Four right now? I would thirty bucks. Ooh, I would say. So you're saying one, two, and three all in one pack? Yep. I'd say forty. I was gonna say forty too. Seth, what did you say? Sorry. We're talking about straight ports, right? Killzone 2 and 3 are like very cheap games. That's true. That is true. I don't know what Killzone 1 goes for. Probably nothing. That one, No, that one's a little bit more expensive because at least that disc anyway on the PlayStation 3 is like the, the money part of that uh, secondhand collection. Yeah, because I know Killzone 2 was like in the dollar bin at GameStop for the yeah. longest time. I don't remember where Killzone 3 ended up, but... Man, um, Killzone 2, though, like, I can't remember the last time I did this, but I downloaded the demo for Killzone 2 on my PlayStation <laughs> 3, played five minutes of it, and then immediately deleted it, and I was like, I need really? to go downtown right now to GameStop and buy this game. Oh. You could, you could see, like, the textures on, like, the gun handle, and I was like, holy shit, you guys, this game's got <laughs> handle rubber gun textures. Yeah. That game was super and then pretty. Shadowfall, and then Shadowfall killed the whole franchise. Dude, I freaking was, hate that game. That was nice. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I got stuck on like the second to last level, though. That shit was really hard. Well, that's why you don't know it's that bad, because the ending was the worst ending I've ever seen in a video game. Oh, okay. That's it was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think 40 is somewhat reasonable for three games, but I'll say this. like Those games really would need a remaster, because they're so... I, I, at least from what I remember, Killzone 2 runs kind of rough now, looking back at it. Sure does, yeah. Also, are we sure that Horizon is a good enough game for them to not be making Killzone games? No. No. I thought Horizon... I thought For- Forbidden West was, like, pretty lame, at least of my time. That's how I felt about the first one, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Austin, you talked about this game last week. Portal 2. Ooh. This is actually a good question because they just ported Portal 1 and 2 to the Switch not too long ago. This was like last, I guess it's almost been a year. Um, and I bought that. It I, was, don't, I don't think Portal 1, I don't think that's ever going to come to PlayStation. No. The So the Switch ports, which didn't really add anything from what I'm remembering correctly. I think they were pretty much the same as the PC. They were, I think it was $20 total for both of them which I would say is totally what I would pay if it was on any other system. Uh, if we're talking about Portal 1 and 2 together. Now, did you just say Portal 2 exclusively? I said Portal 2 exclusively, but I think we should include Portal 1. Yeah. I, I mean... Just, I just don't think that game's ever coming to PlayStation. Here's the problem with those games. Both of them are still so cheap on Steam. Like, if you want to buy them on PC, they're constantly going on sale for, like, a dollar. So... I, uh, frankly, the switch pricing of twenty dollars is great, in my opinion. Now, if you're talking about individually, I'd say at most maybe ten to fifteen each, potentially. I'd say maybe ten for the first one, fifteen for the second one. Okay, Seth, do you care at all? Um, I, I never played them. Um, because I'm not that kind of person. 
I don't do I don't do those <laughs> games. What does that mean? They hurt my brain. <laughs> Dude, they're so good. They're so good. Portal sure 2 are. in particular is fantastic. I'm sure they are. I remember like it was a big deal. Like the cake is a lie. It was like, a big meme for a long time and whatever. But I just the Half-Life Portal universe thing, it, it never spoke to me. I tried playing uh, Half-Life Black or something like that um, on, on Steam a little while back. And I'm just like, oh, this feels like 2001. <laughs> it really does. Um, I think it was, so. was it Blue Shift or Black Mesa? Black Mesa. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, just not into it. Not not my not my thing. So I I would pay zero dollars for Portal One and Two. <laughs> well, you basically can already do that on Steam, um, essentially. Yeah. So here's one I would pay. I would pay the full fifty for is Oblivion. Oh. Uh, oh, dude, that game has aged <laughs> so poorly, though. I know it's so bad. It was great for its time, man, but you're not going to remaster. You're not like like up it or anything. It's just a straight port of that poopy looking duber of a game. <laughs> Good vocabulary. Yeah, I, would, I would pay that. I, I, would, I would pay I would, that on it. I'd be more inclined to pay for that for like a Switch port than a PlayStation port, yeah. but. Uh, you got me for 20 bucks. Really, okay, the, the purpose of this exercise is twofold. One, I want to know what you guys value games at. I want yeah. to know what you think a game is worth, especially like so many years removed from when it came out. The second thing I want to do is highlight how fucking preposterous it is that none of these games are available on PlayStation 4. That's fair. And that a majority of them are not on Switch. And it's one of those things where it's like, what's the point? Like, I I understand at the time, like making a game just for the moment, but like we don't have to live in that world anymore. In fact, we don't live in that world anymore. You don't have to make something for just one moment. You can make something for eternity. So why wouldn't you? Um, why the yeah, fuck I, isn't Oblivion playable on PlayStation? Why isn't it playable on Switch? I actually didn't know it wasn't available on PlayStation 4. It was available on PlayStation 3 for sure. Um, I find it, it was, very odd. yeah, but it, nev- it never got that much support and it never even got trophies. Um, yeah, that's that's weird because Oblivion was huge when it came out, but I guess Skyrim just kind of stole its thunder and just kind of took its spot. And Skyrim's available on like your TI eighty four, so you can pretty much play Skyrim anywhere. Um, but yeah, I I pay us all twenty bucks for Oblivion just to go through the story again. Um, but I did like two years ago spend an entire weekend modding Oblivion. It took like a modern game. And it looked beautiful, but that game has in, in gameplay has aged extremely poorly. Um, How taxing was that on your on your PC? Very. It was extremely taxing because you know the game's not meant to run like that. So there's like mm-hmm. when you you're not running any like compression or anything with it, with these games when you, when you mod them in in that way. Um, so I was able to, I was able to like keep it like solid like. 45 frames, you know, and then, you know, turn some stuff down and it, it was, it became more of a, a game of modding the game than it was actually playing oblivion. But then once I would play it, I'm like, uh, I don't know about this, man. It's just not like, like for instance, the, um, gates, the oblivion gates, when you go to the plane of oblivion and you'd have to climb the tower and like shut them. That mm-hmm. is a very arduous process because, those many levels in the gates of oblivion have no direction 
And it's, yeah. it's essentially a giant puzzle to figure out how to get to the top of these towers. And everything looks the same because of, of the, like the, the way it's like drawn, I don't know, drawn, created the way it looks. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I don't know. I just, Oblivion was a was a standout game for its time. I think it has the best story in all the Elder Scrolls games, but I just don't think it it it, it aged very well. And I think it needs um needs a second hand. Oh, all I want, all I want is Oblivion with like the Skyrim engine. Like, just mm-hmm. why haven't they remade that game? Yeah, that that would be that'd be a lot better. Um, it's like I've tried to replay it over the years, and it's it's seriously just like the inventory and the item management that like kills me. It, mm-hmm. Every menu navigation thing is like what what slows me down. That's what I think makes the game feel old. It's not the the faces. It's not the animations or whatever. Like I can forgive that. It is literally just how you interact with everything that that kills me. Yeah, um, I just it's hard to go back to. It's really hard. There's like that project, that fan project. It's like what's it called? Sky Oblivion, right? Where <laughs> it is ostensibly trying to remake, and it's just like, oh, cool. I've been hearing about that for ten years. I'm sure any day now, yeah. it's actually going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry Two. That's I picked that one because Far Cry Three has been remastered and brought to modern consoles, so that one was out. Far Cry Two was like the huge game that was overly ambitious, was ridiculous to play, and like had gun jamming. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like clean your weapons, and I think you could get cholera or malaria. I think it was malaria. I remember playing the demo for that and being like, "Oh, this is too much for me." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I never I never played Far Cry 2, so I, I don't have any comment. Okay. Uh moving on then. Uh Eco. Oh. Ten bucks. Yeah. I I think Eco's massively overrated. I think I all those games are, to be honest with you. I like Shadow of the Colossus a lot. Yeah, did you play the remaster of that, Seth? Mm-mm. Like the blue point Shadow of the Colossus? I have not, no. It's super pretty. Pretty fucking pretty good yeah um any ratchet and clank game from the ps3 era oh wait any well because they vary in quality quite quite wildly well i don't know which ones are good like there's a crack in time that one's supposed to be good a future perfect future imperfect that one was supposed to be good see i just don't i don't i'd probably pay god there's what six games on the ps3 i I think maybe like five or six yeah yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably, you probably get me at like fifty or sixty bucks for a whole collection of them. I'd agree. I, I, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a whole lot, a big value on each one of them individually. All right, uh, this is the one I think Austin cares about the most: uh, Resistance One, Two, and Three. <laughs> not as a, not as a collection, because I think that collection would obviously be. Do I care about them the more, most? But... I think I did. I, I was gonna did. say I thought it was. Seth. Oh really? I thought I thought yeah. Austin was the no. resistance head. Okay. No, I've never I've never played them. I have them, but I've never played them. I think them. those games are so good, um, and so unique and fun. The I... crazy the crazy thing that we never talk about <sighs> that I can't believe the internet has just seemed to collectively forgot the multiplayer for Resistance Two had sixty player functionality. Yeah, that was when they're going for size. Jeez, that's yeah, like way ahead amazing. of the time. Yeah. That was yeah. like the Mag like era. That, I mean, obviously, I was, about to, I was about to say, obviously not as ambitious as Mag, but like, man, so, remember when people used to just like take, take swings? That was cool. Yeah. Here's was, the thing. Here's the thing with this. 
I tried a little bit of Resistance 1. I bought like 1, 2, and 3 randomly a couple of years ago with the intention of playing them, and I, I still haven't gotten to it. But I have them uh, for PS3 back on the shelf behind me. I played like 15 minutes of 1. Dude, that game is rough. That's that, It does that's not hold up game. at all. Yeah, so... That's the prettiest PlayStation 2 game that's ever existed. I feel yeah, like it's 30 to 40 at most for the whole collection for that reason. Resistance 1, in my opinion, is very similar to Halo 1. Um, mm. Whereas, like, a lot of the modern first-person shooter concepts aren't there. And that Resistance 1 would do really well if it was ported to modern day and you could change the control scheme or they changed it for you or if it went to PC and you could change it yourself. Um, but yeah, resistance one is, is, is very old game story in the world though of resistance is so good. You probably get me 25 bucks for each one of those. Um, and then I, cause I would, I would, I'd be willing to support resistance as a franchise in order to send a message that, Hey, we want more of these. Mm hmm. Because I never played Resistance 3. I never got around to it. I uh, mean, that was the one that was more like a horror game, right? Because you moved your way across the country to get back to New York to to blow up like the portal or whatever. Uh, it's good. He plays a firefighter, this Italian dude, Joseph something. Uh, it, was, it was a good game. <laughs> yeah, Multiplayer was weird, though. That was, that was back in the era of like 8v8. I can't believe those games are stranded, man. It, it's so weird that Sony has just decided to leave Resistance behind and like strand it. And I don't understand why, because the games are phenomenal. So, and people want them. They, they like it's very clear. People like Resistance. Resistance Three was a huge launch. I know because I worked at GameStop. It's a terrible day. <laughs> uh, I'm curious which one of you is going to get more excited for this game. 3D Dot Game Heroes. Dude, not me. I never played that game. Me either. But I'd say really? it always looked fun. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this was from software, right? It was. It was an Atlas. Atlas published, Atlas I believe. Published, and okay. I want to say From was somehow involved with it though. Um oh, it was it was like a it was a 2D Zelda, like an over mm-hmm. overhead Zelda game. And it, the entire game was like voxels, like you were just playing 3D dots. Yeah. Whatever. But it was just like this crazy reinterpretation of like the Zelda structure. Game was super fun. Game was great. Hmm. I haven't played it, so I don't. I really don't know the quality and like how much I'd love it. I'd probably slap like twenty dollars on that. Yeah. Um. This is a sad statement, just because it's the nature of fighting games. But Street Fighter Four, or Super Street Fighter Four, or Street Fighter Four Ultra, just because like I don't know. I feel like two is like the safest game ever, right? Like street fighter 2 is going to be available on every console super street fighter 2 is going to or street fighter 2 turbo whichever version that people give this shit about the most i feel like that's going to appear on every console but like i don't know man i don't think a lot of the other street fighter games are going to get the same love you know is street fighter 4 ever going to appear on playstation 5 i doubt it no because after street fighter 4 they really stopped in my opinion, as like a former street fighter guy they really stopped innovating on on the games like they added like small changes and like um, mechanics to Street Fighter Five and Six, mm-hmm. but they, they pretty much look and play the, the exact same after four. Like you really didn't need Street Fighter Five and Six. Maybe you could skip five and then go to six, you know. But I just I don't think so, man. And 
and um, Street Fighter 4, I forget what the final one was called, like Ultimate or something. That suffered from what we were talking about like a little while back with the, the Smash Brothers thing where they, they added as many characters as they could, that final Street Fighter thing. And then in 5, they were all gone. And then and like a lot of them still haven't come back. So, I don't know. I, I think Street Fighter 4 is fine to, to, to not bring back. I, I probably wouldn't buy it again. Yeah, I don't really know for this one because I'm I'm not really like a fighting game person. Um, I mean, I think twenty to thirty at most. I think twenty at most, just because it feels very much like, oh, hey, don't you want to buy Madden two thousand seven? That's like that's like when the Pats were really good. It's like, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll stick to modern, um, modern shitty Pats on modern shitty Madden. Um, I feel like this has become less of an exercise about like rating games and also just like just pointing out like, man, it's so stupid that these games are stuck. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I would um agree. Infamous one and two. Oh Ooh, my god. I was waiting for this. Forty bucks each, buddy. Maybe <laughs> maybe fifty. Sixty M, sixty yeah. each. Let's go. Sixty each. <laughs> no. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'd say I'd say forty each is reasonable for those. But I love those games. I'd say so. So good. I get it. I thirty each tops. I mean, let me I'm say, sorry. let me say this. I, I, like, I, pay, I like those games. But. I pay sixty dollars for like a full collection of both of them. I think that would that would be reasonable in my eyes. Although, again, going back to Resistance One here, Infamous One doesn't hold up super great. A little, little rough. Yeah, yeah. it's really? wild to me that they released in Infamous. Second, Second Son? Son, that was the one on PlayStation <laughs> 4. That, like, they released it without Infamous 1 and 2 being playable on PlayStation 4. And, like, I get it because it, it came out early enough in the PlayStation 4 lifecycle that PlayStation 3 was still, like, something that was pretty readily available. But it's wild to me that you, you just can't play it. You just can't play 1 and 2. And, like, I understand it's on PlayStation now. I, I That's great. It's not the same. Also, like, why wouldn't you charge people? Like, not everyone's willing to give you money for you know, immediate access to streaming PlayStation 3 games. But I think a lot of people would be willing to give you money for Infamous 1, Infamous 2, Killzone 1, 2, 3, like all that shit. Dude, Infamous is so cool. So I was, I was trying to look up just out of curiosity to see how much those games sold. Because I, I don't really remember like how successful they were from like a like financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. And this was from June 2010. Game Informer at that time. I mean, I'm sure the game went on to sell sell a little more. Infamous One sold about two million copies, which is less than I would have thought, but it's still a good number. I think that was that was a big deal for like in the in the early PS3 yeah. era, though. I think it was. Um, especially I mean, that was back when. PS3 was not exactly selling like hotcakes, so right. I was trying to find Infamous 2 sales numbers, but it's surprising to me, honestly, that those games have not been ported or remastered in any way. It's crazy. Would you guys rather have a new Ghost of Tsushima game or a new Infamous game? Infamous. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. You can shove Ghost of Tsushima right up your ass. (laughs) I like that game so much. I just might, Seth. 
Yakuza oh Tsushima God. is very good, though. It is. It's a phenomenal game. Not as cool as Infamous. Infamous is cool, man. And and Second Son sucks. <laughs> I don't want your smoke. Isn't that kind of contradictory? Infamous is cool. The third yeah, one well, I don't, sucks. I, I don't count the Second Son as like a real Infamous game. I don't want your smoke powers. Get your smoke powers. All the light powers that that girl had were pretty cool. But the smoke powers? No, get them out. First light. Get. I enjoyed. Uh, yeah. Get. Get Des Desmond Des Delson. Those powers were Delson. cool. You could jump. You could jump through vents and get to the top of a building immediately. That was cool. Oh, so cool! No, it's not stupid. <laughs> Eat my entire ass, Seth. Uh, enslaved Odyssey right. to the West. I haven't played Ooh. that game. Good game, thirty bucks. Yeah, underrated. Thirty bucks. Not, not many people played it. Very good. Uh, second party game on. Probably impossible to make now because I'm pretty sure this developer was swallowed up by Microsoft, but Heavenly Sword. Mm. 20. Really good action game with fun QTEs. This is T Team Ninja, right? Yeah. Yeah, this was a launch title, I think, wasn't it? If it wasn't, it was like close. Window, yeah, like I think within a year of the, of the console coming out. I think I own it. Game was game was rad. The game was super fun. I'd say like 20 to 30. Would be reasonable. Yeah, I I do own it. Uh, let's see, folklore. Never played it. Fifteen bucks. Okay. Yeah, it's like a really obscure Japanese. Like it got super high reviews, but I just don't think it sold for shit at all. Uh, Puppeteer, another <laughs> dude didn't sell very well. I forgot but, about uh, that really, game. Really interesting game. That I would Never played it. fucking love for it to come out. A lot of these games are first party games, and I'm just or second party games, but like they're games that like Sony paid for, like Sony produced. So it's mm. like, why why aren't these available? I'd say like thirty. Why aren't you doing the Nintendo thing? Why aren't you doing the Nintendo thing? Just price gouging us all the time. Yeah, I'd say thirty for that would be reasonable because that game is really unique and it, it does hold up pretty well still, graphically and and That's mechanically. Just... Like they remade Medieval from the ground up for PlayStation Four, but you can't just do a, a straight up port of Puppeteer. What's that about, dude? I forgot about that <sighs> Medieval remake. Yeah, I should really play it sometime. I think actually this this spooky season, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into it. I think. There you go. And start playing more spooky games and watch more spooky movies. I'm trying to be more spooky to myself. You know, I can't. I I can't do horror games. They're too scary. I hear you. Yeah. I really tried in like the early 2010s to get into Resident Evil. I mean, like I really tried. I I was like convinced I loved Resident Evil Five. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Resident Evil guy now. And then I, I like played Resident Evil Four, and I'm like, this game sucks. <laughs> I, I I I which is like a hot take. I know, but I don't like the ability. There are like the, the fact that you can't aim and move at the same time. It doesn't even make sense. And when you look at like the, why they did it back then, like, oh, it adds more. Um, it, it's scarier tension. Seth, yeah, you couldn't do that in Resident Evil five. I know. I know. <laughs> but it, it annoyed me, especially in Resident Evil four. I don't know why. Um, but I, I've always wanted to be like a Resident Evil guy, but I'm just like, ah, these games, these games are, are, are annoying and too spooky. And Silent Hill was really the one that scared me, but I tried to play Resident Evil Seven when it came out, and I remember in the very beginning of the game, with the first like enemy you see, I picked up the gun and I popped her in the head like four times and she didn't die, and I'm like, all right, 
I'm done. That's that's why I stopped <laughs> playing Resident Evil games. Like that's the annoying part to me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan yeah, of the like run and hide, or like you can't fight the enemies. Like I tried Alien Isolation, I couldn't stand that game. I like horror games where you're actually able to resist in some way. Yeah, <laughs> to, to do something about it. Yeah, like this this zombie lady's coming at me. Why can't I Spartan kick her in the chest? You know, that's what I want to do. I want to Spartan kick her in the chest, and then I want to double tap her in the head. The double tap, like in Zombieland. Yeah. Yeah. The hit movie. Great movie. Uh <laughs> Shadows of the Damned and Lollipop Chainsaw. Those are both Grasshopper games, right? Shadows of the Ooh. Damned is sweet, dude. Uh 25 bucks. Lollipop Chainsaw, stupid. 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say I mean he's he's said it with a lot of confidence, yeah. I never played Shadows of the Damned, but just because of Grasshopper. I mean, I'm not saying their quality is bad, but they're a little rough around the edges. I'd say 15 each. Lollipop Chainsaw is getting a remaster, though, right? Or, or a remake? I think it's a remake. I'm to see how that goes because, dude, I feel like that is one of the games that you do not need to remake because it is dumb. <laughs> bad. I'm excited to buy it and not play it for five years before I actually get around to it. It's actually the original one? Just what I did with the original game, yeah. I actually don't find it too terrible. Uh, I don't think it's bad. Like I remember we played it, or I played it rather, at, at one point on the old podcast because we did like a thing for a while where we like had each other play games, and Elijah had me play Lollipop Chainsaw, and it's fine. I don't think it's bad. I mean, it's pretty interesting. James Gunn like wrote it, which is neat. So, man. I just tried to do that for this podcast, and uh, I think the f- first game we did was Aliens Colonial Marines. Dude. And that was rough. And then that's the a bad start. game we did was Naughty Bear. And then, like, Naughty Bear was the one that broke me. <laughs> what was next, George Lair? Was that after Naughty Bear? Um, I, think, I think so. I think it was just like we were looking for an excuse to turn on our PlayStation 3s. <laughs> Duke and, like, Nukem the only Forever. Games we hadn't played were just like. We're just like the dog shit games that no one in their right mind should want to play. Yeah. Uh, two more PlayStation games and then only a couple games from the GameCube generation. Uh, Mod Nation Racers. Never played it. I'm going to say this one comes with online functionality. Okay. Comes with online functionality, I'd say 30. I'd say 32. Great game. I think this, again, man, the ambition of the PlayStation 3 is astounding. And if you combine this, it sucks that like the PlayStation 4 is more successful when the games were less ambitious. Like they were way more predictable on PlayStation 4. Oh my god. If what what could have been if these games came to PlayStation 4? Dude, my favorite thing about Mod Nation Racers is when they took that game, literally just repainted it and sold it as Little Big Planet Karting. Like literally just the same game. Like not like the menus were the same. Everything worked exactly the same. The the physics were exactly the same. They just called it Little Big Planet Karting. Sold it for sixty dollars. <laughs> I remember that was like I think that was like because I I didn't really care about gaming that much. Like I would go to Walmart and like pick shit up. But then like sophomore year of college, that was when I like got obsessed and was like reading IGN every day. I was reading like VG. 247, you know, like all these websites. I was ch- checking out like all these YouTube channels. 
And I was still like blindsided by that game coming out. I was like, I hadn't heard of Little Big Planet Karting. Like this game just came out of nowhere. And then I I saw the review. I'm like, oh, that's why they didn't advertise for it because this game looks like trash. Uh, last game from this era, Dante's Inferno. Thirty bucks. Yeah, I'd go with thirty, for sure. That's a good game, and dude. It, it does hold up pretty well. I actually just tried it not too long ago, maybe about a year ago on PS3, and it still runs pretty well. That's a classic God of War game. Great story too. All right. All right. Moving on to GameCube games. Doing this because Pikmin One and Two came out uh, in a collection, I, I believe, for fifty bucks. So twenty five each. I think that's right. Maybe forty. Yeah. And then we got the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is ridiculous. So it's like, oh, so GameCube games are worth 20. It's like, no, the N64 games are worth 20. And then GameCube games and Wii games, like, th- there's no way to, like, gauge what Nintendo values their own games at if if we're doing it that way. So I only have a couple here. Wind Waker. How much would you pay for a, a port of Wind Waker on Switch? Oh, of the original... Not of the I'd HD. I'd say the Wii U version. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll say the Wii U version. Okay, that changes Six things. Dollars. No, I'm gonna go that, seven dollars. No, I'm like just. A, <laughs> I think I think that's gotta be like a full sixty. If I would pay fifty for the GameCube version, but if we're doing the Wii U version, that would be a full sixty. If it's the Wii U version, I would frankly pay sixty again. But that's because that game really was uh, well made, and it's never actually dropped in price. It's always held at sixty, even on the Wii U. So it wouldn't be totally out of the line. I'd probably feel otherwise if the Wii U version had dropped to like 10 and they resold it for 60 like Skyward Sword, where that game is super cheap now and they sold it again for 60. But yeah, I'd say I'd be willing to pay 60 for that. F-Zero GX. I've never played it. Mm. That game was 120 frames per second, I believe, on GameCube. Wow. It was... I'd say 30. I'd say that I, th- I think you're insane. I think that game could would come out today and be amazing still. Uh, I'm yeah. going to say 50 or 60 for that. Yeah, it does hold up well, too. Uh, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door. 30 bucks. I'd say 40 on that one. They're pretty good. I, they're a little, I, I never beat a Paper Mario game, but they're, they're like, they're pretty good. Yeah, I like them. Uh, let's see, I got Skies of Arcadia and SSX Tricky. And then I got one last final game. I never played either of those. Um, like the original SSX Tricky, like on PS2? $25. Yeah, I'd say 20 for that one. Skies of Arca- Arcadia, maybe 30. Skies of Arcadia, uh, 50. Okay. Skies uh, of Arcadia is a game. good media RPG. Final game, no sequels, just the original Final Fantasy 13. Just the original. Did you say 30? Yeah, I said 30. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And here's and, and, and here's why. Because Final Fantasy 13, for some reason, has not aged a fucking day. It's still pretty. That game is unbelievably pretty. I don't understand why it didn't make a bigger splash just based on the artwork back in the day because it got a lot of crap, Final Fantasy 13, and it deserved it. You know, um, the story was pretty annoying. Characters were super annoying. But the gameplay is super fun. 
And the game is gorgeous, man. Even by today's standards, all those games are gorgeous. Lightning Return, surprisingly, is the least pretty game. Um, but it is it is my favorite in the series. Nah, 13 2 might be my favorite in the series. 13 is well, it's not wild. a very good game. I mean, didn't they like sell the likeness to Lightning? And like, wasn't she like basically like a idol in Japan? Like, wasn't she like a perfume spokesperson? Yeah. Um, no, like, you're, correct. Oh, yeah. you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. She did like a like like Prada or something like that. Like, people, the the Japanese audience, when I understand, loved Lightning. Um, but I I thought that like Snow and Vanille and Hope, they were all super annoying characters. Thankfully, in thirteen two, they didn't really make much of an appearance at all, and you just had Sarah and um, forget the guy's name. Snow, Snow was the blonde dude, right? Yeah, he just—he was so dumb. He was so dumb. <laughs> that was the, that was the guy who is the voice actor who does everyone. The the Troy Joel. Baker. Yeah, that was him, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yep, and he was engaged <sighs> right, to Lightning's sister. Oh. Uh, what what did we learn? We learned a couple things. We learned that it's amazing how many of these games that were so critical to PlayStation are just nowhere to be found. It's like yes, it's like PlayStation just burned the photos out of the photo album. They're like, no, we don't want to acknowledge anything about these. There's a whole bunch of games I didn't even ask about, right? Like um, uh, uh, uh Starhawk, Warhawk. Like those the first thing that came to my mind. Starhawk. <laughs> yeah. Um. The racing game that uh, Drive Club Studio made before they got shut down. Um, Drive Club? Motorstorm. Oh, um, yeah. Dude, yeah, I'd love right, a like Motorstorm port. Like, there's all these games that were, like, just so critical, and they just don't get the love. And I think it is because, like, this is, oddly enough, like, the lost generation of games, where it was the first time, like, the internet was a critical part of it, and then internet was just... It had a new thing where it was, like, there's just no record of it. Like, there's a website that existed for two months and then all of a sudden it just disappeared and you just couldn't access it anymore. And I feel like they right. took the wrong lessons to heart about the internet with this console. But man, we'd be willing to pay money for these games. We love these games. We think these games deserve to see the light of day. Um, that, that's all I got, guys. Yeah. Uh, any any closing thoughts on this little exercise we did? Dude, there's so many more games too that I wish like could release on modern systems, even if they were just ports. I mean... I was talking earlier about the Sonic Symphony. Obviously, I've, I've always been a huge Sonic fan. I mean, I'm a little surprised at this point that they haven't ported Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 to modern systems. I know those games kind of hold up somewhat rough, but I mean, they put them on PS3. They have an HD version of both of them on PS3 and never put them on PS4 or PS5. Shit, man, they had Turtles in Time and Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on PS3. Yeah. And Call, Call of Duty Classic, the original one, Medal of Honor. Yeah. Did either of you play Sonic Frontier? Yes, it's really good. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Is the story good in it? Like a like a Sonic Adventure story? Um, I wouldn't say it's like a Sonic Adventure story, but it's it's different enough. Like it's pretty unique. It's it's mildly interesting. I mean, it's still intended for like a family audience, but I like it. Okay. It's not my favorite Sonic game. It's a little long, longer than I would have liked, but it's good. It's like IGN, world, right? yeah. yeah, IGN killed that game. IGN absolutely tanked Dude, that game. They totally did because the actual game is drastically better than what that footage looked like when we all saw it like months before it released. <laughs> I and, and I'm not surprised. I don't think I've seen a, a single IGN first game since. 
Like, like yeah. <laughs> every other publisher was like, nope, that's not happening to our game. That was terrible. I don't know what they were thinking. But, oh, you guys, um, last week, I think it was, I was telling you how big the Steam Deck was and how it's hardly portable and you wanted to see it. Uh, it's, it's right here. This is the Steam Deck. It's massive. This is like right next to my head. Um, super thick. Nice. So I saw um, GameStop and Valve just started selling refurbished Steam decks that are like quite a bit cheaper. I think they're like 20%, 25% cheaper than new ones. Yeah. Which is I don't know. I, 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 I love my Steam Deck enough that I think it's worth the, the $500, but that's up to you. But they are huge. I would not call them portable consoles. They're like somewhat portable consoles. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's portable. I can take it from my bedroom to my couch. If yeah. you yeah. consider a briefcase portable. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like, <laughs> like yeah. So I can, mean, you me, can you do me a favor on your Steam Deck? What? Can you go fuck yourself? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> can you get uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron? Like the original like N64 one? And let okay. me know how it runs, and I, like, I'll actually just Venmo you for that game. I don't need you to do that because it's already in my Steam library, I think. Oh, well, can you check it out and let me know how it runs, please? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I will let you know how that runs, George. Seth, which... Tell um, you what. Thanks, man. Which size, like, memory did you buy? I bought the most expensive one. Okay. Can you expand the memory? Like, is there an SD card slot? Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. So hypothetically, um, you could just buy the cheapest one and then buy like a terabyte SD card. Yeah, the only to. thing, the only thing that the more expensive one like realistically gets you is the expanded memory, a nicer case, and uh, a um, glare-proof screen, which isn't actually glare-proof. Ooh. Oh, it's just it's just you it's a little for nice. a second for a half second. You yeah. have me. It's a little nicer. Nice. Yeah, I'll probably wait till they make like a Gen two, to be honest with you, because um, it's already. I, I am there. It's already been what a couple of years since it came out. I think. Or was like, it last year? I think a year and a half, maybe two years. I don't okay. know. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I'm amazed that it's like this successful because, like, do you guys remember when they were like making like not Steam decks, but like Steam, like approved PCs. Yeah. 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 So stupid. What they terrible flopped. That was. Totally flopped. Yeah. I was really into it because it's like I want to play PC games. I'm just terrified of like building a PC. You know, like yeah. like the idea of like the actual construction. Like I don't know what the like I don't know how much RAM I need. I don't know. Oh, do I need a good GPU? I've heard GPUs aren't important anymore now that CPUs have advanced. So like I didn't know what any of that shit was. So like it was really intriguing, and then it just like cratered to me like. Almost as fast as the NFT market did, like the Steam approved shit explode, and like the only thing that seemed to survive yeah. was like the the, the haptic, tr- like uh, the haptic analog stick controller that they made, right? Where like you didn't actually have an analog stick, you just like, pads that you'd rub your thumbs along. Remember that? I forgot about that. Holy crap! It was like just two track pads on a controller. Yeah. There was no analog stick. It was just two circular track pads where analog sticks would be. Did that? Did anybody here ever buy that thing? No, no. I'm curious but, how it was. I might, but might go on eBay, check it out. Listen, here's what I'll tell you though: the Steam Deck has those on it, and they work really well. The so the here, let me show you. 
Steam Deck not only has analog sticks, but it has those two uh, pads right, right there under the analog stick. And they work mm. extremely well. So I guess you use it for like mouse movement and stuff. Yeah. Nice. And they and they click as well. So you can, Interesting. You can have you ever played like a click. have you ever played a, a first person shooter and use that instead of the analog sticks? No. I mean No. I'm just so my, my I have muscle memory so much to analog sticks now that like I the only time I actually use this touchpads is to type really. Yeah. Or in Final Fantasy fourteen, like if I want to use the mouse to like select something, I can do that, but really you don't need it much in fourteen. Well, my dudes, that's pretty much all I got. Any any closing thoughts for the day before we sign off? Not yeah. for me, George. Not for me. Let's play Final Fantasy fourteen. Let's do it, George. Uh, I'm a, I'm around this weekend. Like I said, I will buy some goldfish. I will buy some mountains dew, and uh, I'm excited to get to it, boys. I checked my Absolutely. play clock the other day. It said I had like 19 days or something in the game, which is <laughs> pretty good for someone who is only on the second expansion. <laughs> All of that was used yeah, to try and figure out how Black Mage works. Yes, correct. Correct. <laughs> Dude, I watched a rotation video two days ago and it totally changed everything. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'm doing this right. No, I totally was not at all. Was not at all. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one way to look at it. Another way is you haven't even played one February yet of this game. So that's true. How could you possibly be expected to know anything? That's true. Yeah. That's fair. 10,000 hours um, and you're a master, so I've got to reach that point. Yeah. Yeah, almost there. Uh, you can find us on socials at Pod. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're probably going to be on Blue Sky soon. Probably going to be on Threads. I don't know. Um, I don't run that stuff. Austin doesn't know. He kind of we're runs on, that stuff. We're on really Mastodon. Said. We're on yeah. Hive. We're on Tumblr. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. We're not on any of this. <laughs> <laughs> We're not any of those things. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. Email us at frameskippod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us. Let us know. If you like topics like this, let us know. Anything you'd like us to discuss in the future, leave comments on our YouTube channel because this is on, on YouTube too, right? It is. Sick. Um, you can reach Austin at AustinJLer at, at Twitter, um, but don't do that. Just reach out to the podcast. I regret saying your personal handle. I'm not even going to say mine. Um, I'm not going to say Seth. Reach out to Frameskip Pod. Talk to us about this. This this would be fun. Let's play games together. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back in your ears again next week. Goodbye, ear holes. Till next Bye. time. Bye.